Coffee cups are arguably one of the most iconic waste challenges in the world today. Made using mixed materials, used on the go, and of course in small format, they often end up in landfills or at best being incinerated. But what's the solution? In this episode of the podcast, find out how the biggest company you may not have heard of, Dear Smith, has partnered with some of the industry's leading brands to deliver a practical solution where coffee cups are recycled in a standard paper mill. In this episode, I was joined by Tom Campbell-White from Dear Smith and Costa Coffee's Head of Environment, Oliver Rosevere. This was originally recorded as a live stream, just giving you a heads up in case you hear any reference to questions coming in from a live audience. But I started by asking Oliver, what makes Coffee Cups such an iconic waste challenge? So I guess you know the growth of uh, takeaway coffee uh, has been uh, quite significant over the last few years. Um, you know, obviously with ourselves and other brands really expanding on the high street and into vending as well. Um, and whilst you know a number of people still drink in store, around sixty percent of our customers actually still drink in store. Forty percent of them are still taking away coffees uh, and wanting that kind of convenience to be able to have coffee on the go. Um, I guess you know where the challenges come around coffee cups is that, as you sort of said at the top end of the, of the programme, um, coffee cups are 95% sustainable paper, but about 5% of them is a plastic liner that sits within the coffee cup to make sure that essentially you don't get a wet lap when you're drinking your coffee. Uh, so it's there to uh, protect you from that point of view, but it does make it more challenging to recycle than, say, a piece of paper um, because it does have that coating on there. So the challenge we've had is actually how we can start to increase the amount of recycling going on across the UK of those coffee cups while still clearly aiming towards reuse for all of our customers. You know, ultimately, we'd love all of our customers to be reusing. But I think from a convenience point of view, more people want that takeaway cup to be able to you know, walk away and have it at a point of, contact, at a point of use as well. So, so uh, but just, to, uh, just to say that the... Uh, the plastic liner doesn't prevent all wet laps, just talking from personal experience. <laughs> but um, so just to clarify what we we're saying there is that, that obviously part of this solution is, and I'm sure a lot of viewers at home be thinking exactly this, part of the solution surely reusable cups. Sell reusable cups, bring your cup back into have your coffee, take it away, bring it back. What you're saying is, well, that's great, but... Um, and I wonder whether this is based on experience or like you have any information about this, but that actually some people are still going to turn up and say, I haven't got a cup. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if we look at the, at the market over the last few years, there has been an increase in reuse. Um, so certainly probably two years ago before we had the sort of you know, talk about um, the issue around plastics, reuse was well down at about 1%. Um, it has increased to around 7 to 10% now in the market, um, but clearly there's still 90% of people deciding to take, take away cup. Uh, and use that instead. Um, and I think it comes down to convenience, to be quite honest. Whilst, you know, we all try and have our reusable cup, put it in our bag, remember it in the morning. You know, when you're in a rush um, or uh, you are, you know, kind of out and about, sometimes you do forget it and you need that convenience of a paper cup. The challenge that we have is actually how do you make sure that if you do decide to not reuse but, you know, need to use a single-use cup, how can you easily recycle that? Now, some of that's come from you know, the brands adopting cup recycling in their own stores. Yeah. So, for instance, in all of our stores, you are able to drop the cup back in and we'll make sure it's recycled for you. But um, you know, uh, Tom and the team, obviously, are looking at those other areas like offices where a large amount of these cups do end up. And actually, how can we start to make sure at that point of use, there is a way for you to be able to recycle your cup and ensure that it's getting recycled as opposed to sent to landfill? So, to clarify the kind of challenge a little bit, it's... It's a difficult product to recycle partly because of the 95% paper, the 5% plastic liner. It's difficult because of 
the nature. What, so what happens to most coffee cups now? They're, they're going to general recycling and that's a problem because they don't get, you know, what's the... Yeah, essentially, the, um, I'm sure Tom's already got a bit more detail around the actual recycling piece. Uh, but in, in essence, if uh, the cup goes down a normal recycling stream, it will potentially contaminate normal paper, um, mainly because it's got the coffee in it as well. So again, you know, recyclers want really good quality material, be it paper or card or plastic. They don't want the other stuff. One of the challenges with coffee is quite often people will leave the dregs of the coffee in there. Uh, we also heard about the mini bin phenomenon where people would kind of be on the, the train. The mini bin phenomenon. Yeah, so the mini bin phenomenon is the idea of actually being on the train. Oh. People would quite classically go, all right, I've got to clean my table. Here's my you know, post-it note. Here's my apple core, all this kind of stuff. In the not, coffee cup. Exactly. So not realising that actually by putting that contamination in there, it makes it more difficult for the reprocessor to recycle it. So, you know, very much about being able to segregate these cups and get them into a clean stream means that actually the recyclers uh, and the reprocessors like DS Smith are able to take those cups and do something with the material so it does have that second life. You know, most coffee cups are made from um, you know, sustainably sourced paper um, and essentially can be recycled up to seven times. So they're really good quality fibres. The problem is if they're chucked in the general waste bin, we lose that resource, whereas actually we can recover them through the in-store recycling or through the you know, office recycling as these guys are doing. Then clearly that's recovering that resource and using it time and time again and using it to its best um, sort of best intent. So if we're not able to reuse, at least we're able to make sure the resource that sits within that cup has been used you know, time and time again and to make some really great materials as well, you know, uh, replacement for other virgin fibre you might have to use. And you think of the volume it's got to be worth doing. Um, maybe the best question to start with you, Tom, is um, for anyone at home, who, who are DS Smith and what do they do? Because I guess maybe from a, if you haven't actually worked with you, you might not be... Absolutely yeah, clear on that. Absolutely. Um, I heard somebody the other day saying we're probably the biggest company that you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> DS Smith are a FTSE 100 company. We are a, a box making company essentially. So we make uh, cardboard or corrugated packaging um, in for lots of different uh, parts of, of the supply chain. We make most of the Amazon boxes in the UK. So um, everyone who's buying products from Amazon get those brown boxes through to their home. That's probably been made by DS Smith. We also make um, packaging for a lot of the big brands. Um, so the stuff that you'll see in the supermarkets on the shelves, a lot of that has probably been made by um, DS Smith. But the other parts of, the, of our business um, that are maybe less well known or less seen, uh, we've got paper mills all around the world. So we've got capacity for around about 4 million tonnes of, of reprocessing of fibre um, across our paper mills um, all, all around the world. We've also got a recycling division that I work for, so my, uh, my business unit is responsible for collecting materials to bring it into our supply chain to make packaging once again. So trying as much as we can to close the loop um, and create these circular stories and solutions. I was going to ask, though, so <clears throat> when you were telling us about the box um, business, how does a box company get interested in old coffee cups? Yeah, it's a really interesting one actually. So um, probably about three years ago, I got a phone call from a consultant um, who said that they were looking to set up a cross-industry group to focus on um, recycling and collection of used coffee cups um, because the brands and the retailers had become aware that there was going to be um, a, a story uh, put out by Hugh Fernley Whittingstall on the shame of the 
the used coffee cup, or the single-use coffee cup. Um, and, and we had, been, as a business, we've been saying for years, um, items such as coffee cups and sandwich wrappers that have got multi-material um, and potentially food contamination are not suitable for use in traditional paper mills. Um, our paper mill in the UK is down in Kent. It's the biggest paper mill in the UK. We collect uh, almost a million tonnes a year of material that we reprocess through that facility. And we had said that um, coffee cups and other plastic lined um, packaging shouldn't be coming into us as part of Because the, of the plastic liner? Because of the plastic liner. So we, uh, well partly because of the plastic liner, partly because of the food contamination. We make, a lot of the packaging that we make um, will be used in food uh, contact or, or close to food contact uses, which means that we've, we're not allowed to make it with paper that's come from food contaminated sources. And so um, we, we've had this conversation with this, uh, this organisation that became then the Paper Cup Recycling and Recovery Group the PCRRG, it's a very catchy, yeah. uh, catchy Remember name. Remember that one, yeah. um, And uh, we agreed uh, with Costa and with some other parts of the supply chain that we would see if we could modify our process to see whether we could accept used coffee cups into our, into our paper making, making process. And we found um, through a few different types of modifications that if we introduce cups at a certain percentage um, and mix it with the right other materials to give us the right recipe, then we are able to bring that, that material in as a feedstock as long as it's properly controlled. And for us, that means material coming to us in a baled format, source segregated, coffee cups with no lids, um, no, no mini bins, that type of thing. Um, and so we went through the process. We found that with coffee cups, we could recycle them. The fibre would come off uh, the cups in our pulpers. Our pulpers, uh, fibre has about three to four minutes um, to, in which to become a pulp. Um, anything that doesn't pulp in that time frame will come out as waste. A pulp being, a pulper being something you put this material into it and it turns it as a mush. Exactly that, right? that yeah. yeah. Imagine it's a massive bathtub, uh, the water swirls around the paper breaks down into a liquid mush and then gets sprayed onto the paper machine. I'm sure my paper makers will agree that's exactly <laughs> how it happens. Um, and we found that coffee cups will break down. We found that cold cups won't. So if you think of the, the paper beer cup that you get at a festival or um, a, a cola cup that you'll get at a fast food restaurant, that won't break down in our process because it's got a plastic liner on the inside and outside whereas a coffee cup only is plastic lined on the inside. So we made that, that change to our process. We did the calculations and we reckon that we can recycle all of the used coffee cups in the UK if they are collected properly, if they're segregated um, and they're brought to us in a bailed format. So if you get a pure source of coffee cup, not binned, uh, mini bin coffee cups, you can basically recycle all of the coffee cups currently on the market. Yeah. And I guess that the question I kind of have about that, Oliver, is, and, and actually maybe for you, Tom, as well, 
is does that mean that all coffee cups are basically the same or d designed in the same way? Because that's, that's yeah. almost slightly surprising to me given the different number of coffee businesses that must be out there. Absolutely. I mean, other than the branding, um, the majority of the coffee cups are exactly the same. They are um, sort of 95% uh, or up to 95% paper uh, and then that 5% liner inside to keep the coffee in. Um, so whilst they might look different, they're slightly different constructions. So some of them have like waffle designs like we do, or they have like a double layer, but essentially they're all sustainable source paper that actually has a really good value and can be used multiple times. And so actually the challenge, as we say, is, is to get those cups uh, to the reprocessors now, yeah, those that are willing to accept it. I think the frustration in the industry for, for many years was that we wanted to try and get more cups recycled, but it was trying to find those mills willing to take the material. And the great thing was with the work that DS Smith did was actually it unlocked you know, a, a huge mill to be able to recycle the, the um, material. And now I think the challenge is actually how we get more of that material to these guys. So be it through collection from store, be it through putting cups in offices, or even connecting with you know, kind of transport hubs and, and supermarkets, sorry, shopping centers, which is also going on, uh, will really start to drive that. Um, so the brands are really trying to back this by one, implementing cup recycling in their own stores, but also incentivizing the waste market to collect more of these cups. So there's actually a voluntary scheme where we actually pay additional money for the, for the recyclers to recover this material to send to people like DS Smith to recycle because we know that you know, we need to unlock this from an economic point of view to make it more likely that the cups will be recycled in the UK. So actually, from <clears throat> from a coster point of view, sounds like it's a pretty neat solution. You just need you because you can put uh, something in your shop that says put the coffee cups in here. We'll send them off to DSMF's paper mill. They can recycle them, and then obviously we're also encouraging our customers to reuse. The other part of this challenge, it feels like, is that that only deals with the coffee cups that people actually bring back because obviously they're taken away. And I'm right in thinking, Tom, that you've brought something in with you that illustrates part of the other part of DS Smith's sort of approach to this. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we unlocked the, um, the capacity at our mill for, for cups to come to us, but we found it a little bit frustrating that it was still taking too long um, for, for cups to, um, to, to be collected. Um, you need a lot of cups to make a full load, um, and our paper mill being so big, we can only accept full loads of material um, one ton of coffee cups is about sixty to seventy thousand cups. So to go to um, collectors and say, "Bring me twenty tons of material," it's a bit of a challenge. And the twenty tons is the is probably the I'm minimum. I'm not going to do the maths on that. Yeah, but. so like a million and a half cups that we would need in one load um, to to make it so that they could even come through the gate. So we thought, how can we, how can we also unlock our infrastructure to allow small volumes of, um, of material to be collected? And there's two sides to this. So um, if you speak to, well, Ollie knows very well from his experience that um, if, if you've got a site that is a big user of single-use coffee cups, to be able to put the infrastructure in place, bins, specialist bins, probably costs three, four, five hundred pounds just for one bin to be able to collect the cups, um, which for a lot of small locations, is it, it makes it prohibitive. So we've designed a corrugated uh, box which can be used to collect coffee cups in places like offices, uh, vending machine locations, uh, council locations, anywhere where there is maybe a a smaller um, volume than would warrant a big in investment at a site, 
This box holds um, up to 700 cups. Uh, it, it, so that's actually quite surprising to me. It looks almost smaller than that, but I guess yeah, it's... They stack, so it's so been it designed specially so that the cups will stack inside themselves. Um, so the, there's, the dividers inside are tapered so that the cups will stack. Uh, when it's full, you put the lid, uh, the, the header board under the lid, and we are using a part of Royal Mail called Royal Mail Relay, which is a specialist courier part of Royal Mail, to collect these boxes when they're full. We think this is a really great solution because it utilises uh, an existing supply chain the empty, uh, the empty back leg of, of an existing supply chain. So we're not putting additional vehicles on the road and this gets then to come back to our depot, which is attached to our paper mill. So then we can bulk these up at our depot. When we've got enough, then we can create the bales that can then go over into the paper mill to be, um, to be pulped. This box can go in with the, uh, the cups, so the whole lot will be repulped, made into new paper, and potentially this box, this is, is made from 100% recycled paper, so this could be made from coffee cup fibres in the future. Um, and so a business that wants, so basically a business signs up to the scheme, yeah. they get a box, um, they fill it up, they send it back to uh, Royal Mail Relay, um, and then they get another box, yeah. and it's quite simple. Yeah. And what sort of uh, interest and excitement have you already had from, I mean, uh, do you have an indication that this is, there's like demand for this, I guess, or yeah. I must assume you must do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've already, in the very early um, stages of this, um, we were successful in winning um, some grant funding, which was supplied uh, through Starbucks and Hubbub, um, which uh, has has uh, backed this box for going into the vending sector. So that's an initial uh, good news story. We've also then found um, lots of small businesses are coming in and, and ordering uh, this box for use in a real wide variety of, uh, of, of locations. So we've got them in uh, town council offices, we've got them in some NHS buildings, we've had them at uh, some events. So there's lots of different um, ways that these can be used and the great thing is that it means that there's limited investment needed for these sites. Instead of having to spend 400 quid on a, on a bin, they're able just to use um, this product um, and and fill it up and send it back using Royal Mail. So it's a it's an infrastructure that people are already uh, aware of, and uh, and the drivers are probably already coming to uh, to the, the site anyway. Um, so I guess uh, it's a nice story, like a you know just a feel good recycling story. I guess what uh, what's the business side of this? Like how does Costa benefit from this? How does Dear Smith? benefit from this? It feels like they're both serious businesses. There must be, that side must have been considered somehow. What does, um, and especially, um, there was a, a question online that came in that said, well, you know, if all coffee cups are made the same, who gains competitive advantage from the coffee cups coming back? Or is, you know, what's that picture? I'm, I'm not sure anyone necessarily gains competitive advantage. I think it's, it's a license to do business. Essentially, you know, we have customers who are using these cups and I think it's the right thing for us to do to make sure that those customers can as easily as possible recycle those cups if they don't reuse. And so, you know, actually these kind of initiatives are great because they are, you know, kind of uh, industry-wide, they are backed by, you know, multiple brands because we all recognise that if there was a, an easier solution, we would, you know, we would go down that route. But at the moment, 
if someone doesn't reuse and uses a single-use cup, the paper cup is one of the most effective ways of delivering single-use on the go. So therefore, actually, if we can work together as an industry to drive more at points recycling, be it in store or be it in you know, transport hubs or offices, that's only got to be to the benefit of the wider business. Uh, sorry, to the consumers to be able to recycle as well. So I think it's very much competitive advantage. I don't think it really exists in this area. I think it's more about this is the right thing for our brands to do. And we will always continue to look at new innovations to try and find that better cup that isn't you know, as impactful. But the challenge is we have the cup we have and we need to try and make sure that we put the right systems in place to make it convenient for consumers to be able to recycle uh, wherever they go. And I think you know, offers a great example where we know customers will have that coffee morning, morning in the coffee, coffee in the morning. <laughs> they'll have that coffee in the morning and they'll walk to their office and actually having this point there is really great because it allows them a point where they can actually dispose of it and know it's going to be recovered as opposed to sent to the wrong place. We, we did a survey when we launched the box and uh, we, we found of the people that we surveyed, 46% uh, of them had said that they have a reusable cup but only 12% of them use it. Uh, so that means that all of these people are using um, single-use cups and probably throwing them into the general waste. We also were told that um, of the people that we surveyed, more than 60% of them would take a coffee cup from the high street into their office. And if there was somewhere that they could recycle it, they would. Um, so it's really about trying to tap into that, uh, that market, as you said right at the top, where these cups are just going into landfill or, in or incineration. And the fact is that once they get into it, even if they get into a mixed recycling stream, um, I did some trials at a recycling facility where we ran coffee cups, um, loose coffee cups, up the uh, conveyor belt just to see what would happen. And every single coffee cup seemed to go into a different place. Some were recognized as plastic, some were recognized as paper, an awful lot were recognized as nothing and just went into the, inc the incineration pile. So it's, uh, it's about trying to be able to capture that material, source segregated, and giving it a chance to have a second life. And the benefit to Zia Smith is that they ha then have that as material inputs into other products? Or? Yeah, I mean, actually the reality is that the fibre in coffee cup is less interesting to a traditional packaging paper mill like ours than the paper that it's made of. We make generally um, brown paper for brown boxes. Uh, and so the feedstock that we would prefer would be a normal brown uh, brown cardboard but because of our size and our scale and because of our sustainability commitment commitments um, we want to be uh, providing this kind of support to uh, to consumers and to society generally a um, couple of great questions coming in online one question that's coming that's maybe a clarifying question is what about the lids what happens to the lids because I think you mentioned Tom that um, that you can't actually take this back is that still an outstanding challenge that needs to be solved I mean, the, the, the lids generally um, in the UK are, are polystyrene and, uh, or half polystyrene. So uh, recyclers will take plastic uh, recycling for polystyrene, but clearly we are also looking at that. Uh, you know, are there better solutions for that? Um, one of the challenges is that actually coffee is hot uh, and therefore there are only certain materials that work well and sort of stand up to uh, you being able to enjoy the drink. So again, that challenge has been tackled by the, um, uh, by industry. 
But yeah, essentially they can go into the plastic recycling, although one of the challenges in the UK more broadly is actually the inconsistency around what is recycled in the UK from a material point of view. So that does create some challenges in certain markets. And certainly it's, it's a question that I get asked again and again with the, the box solution. Um, we so are... to take the lids off. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. We are a paper-making uh, company. It's going into a paper-making process. We can't make paper out of polystyrene, so um, we are asking our consumers to dispose of the lids in the most appropriate way at their site. Where uh, you know, the question about competitive advantage, it sounds like this area maybe more than other parts of the business, is an area of actually collaboration between even the biggest players, which isn't something that's typically associated in the coffee industry, I guess. Is that true? I mean, do you talk uh, to your, your rivals? Absolutely. I, I think this is a challenge that we all face because we've got exactly the same product uh, and exactly the same challenges. It seems crazy for I or other brands to go out and try and do it themselves. And actually, this is a whole supply chain issue. So whilst we you know, can play a part in trying to deliver this, we need you know, the paper mills, we need the waste processors uh, to collect these cups. And we can only do that by collaborating and working together. So you know, there are examples like, as I say, the, the Valpac scheme, which we launched uh, as Costa about a year and a half ago to essentially incentivize the waste contractors to collect coffee cups to be taken to people like D.S. Smith. Um, what, what is that scheme? Just so essentially what we do is when a, a tonne bale of, of coffee cups is collected, as well as the reprocessor, sorry, the waste contractor getting paid a value for that material, they also get an incentive from the brand. So we've actually put uh, money into a system where they actually get paid additional money for it, which therefore makes it more economically viable for them to collect those coffee cups and, and essentially recover them. Um, it was started originally by ourselves as Costa, but actually it's now been funded by a number of the major brands, so including McDonald's, um, Presse-Manger, uh, Café Nero, Burger King, and uh, Greggs as well. So again, the industry's recognised that actually, you know, we need to put more money into the system to try and get more stuff recycled. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please do rate, like, share, and subscribe to the Explore the Circular Economy podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. What I liked about this story is that it generally, genuinely attempts to tackle the issue across the chain from developing a different recycling approach to how do we actually collect these products in the first place. In our next episode, we're joined by Luigi Riccardo from Italy's largest financial services company on why now is the time to invest in the circular economy.